Oh, the Lions. They didn't feast so much on Thanksgiving this year. But as last year, they ended Green Bay's playoff hopes. Did they just reopen the door for the Packers to get back in the discussion in 2023? Washington visits Dallas for Thanksgiving. Will Dak and the boys serve up some turkey or continue to crush the dreams of the commanders? Time, time under the space needle with a bunch of wounded birds in the Pacific Northwest. Just how much could the Niners keep their hot streak going and roast up their own form of turkey? Even though it's Thanksgiving, the playoff picture is slowly coming into focus. Who do we feel is going to be the team to maybe make the run to the end for the Super Bowl? All that and more on a special Thanksgiving edition. Sunday scary for Fox News. One of the more special days on the NFL calendar, Thanksgiving Thursday, where there's special games with some special teams as usual. Nutmeg, how did you enjoy this Turkey Thursday? Gobble, gobble, gobble. It's Turkey Day. You know what that means. Football. Football, turkey, naps. Naps, yes. Maybe one of the more perfect days of the year. <laughs> and, uh, of course, the uh, few things that are so consistent with Thanksgiving football are the Lions and the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much an automatic. So we started off the day with a good one, and then it kind of went off the rails a little bit. But we started the day off with a good one. <laughs> Yeah, it was good, and then, yeah, then reality has hit the the last couple games, but hey, you got to start out strong. Always start out strong. Right, so um, with the uh, Lions game, now, this one, I noticed that I I almost had that feeling like maybe the Lions were riding their hype a little bit, because they were taking a lot of chances that they probably didn't need to make. They went to the two-point conversion three times. But oddly enough, none of them worked. <laughs> there, they went on. They went for on fourth down a lot. I think five times they only converted one. So, yeah. <laughs> why? Why all the extra unnecessary risk? I don't know. It, they definitely didn't play Lions football. Definitely didn't. Uh, this this was a trap game, and they fell for it, no doubt. Um, yeah, I don't understand the play calling. I know you feel that your offense is one of the – it definitely is one of the more higher powered in the league, but I think there were a couple times where you could have just took your points. You know, your defense in the second half was playing better and just, you know, kind of grinded it out. But I guess they felt, you know, they saw something in the wounded Green Bay defense, but unfortunately it didn't pan out that way. Yeah, and uh, we've been – mind you – even with all this happening, all these unnecessary risks, it was still a one-possession game. Yeah, exactly. So. And they just kept going for it and going for it instead of just taking the three when they could and just saying, okay, let's just get the points on, forcing Green Bay to, you know, put points on the board. They technically allowed Green Bay just to say, okay, we're going to just do our thing, and Detroit can't can't go on fourth down. They can't do it, so let's just continue to do what we do. Jordan Love played a great game. Um, he's really come a long way since, you know, beginning of the season. 
and I think maybe Green Bay's found their quarterback. Yeah, that was uh, that's what I want to bring up next because we I can't say we trashed on Jordan Love this year. Certainly not to the extent we trashed on Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> um, a lot of other Russell Wilson. Also, oh, I'm sorry, um, the funner. How can I forget? <laughs> yeah. We gave him an incomplete. You know, yeah. when we talked when we talked in the preseason, we said we gave him an incomplete because we didn't know what he was going to be. We had to watch him develop. That's what we said. And right now he's he's developing. He's he's gotten a lot better. There's still some throws that he still has to work on, but overall it's like night and day. Yeah. And um I mean he second second week in a row, Jaden Reed's Jaden Reed has caught a touchdown. Um mm-hmm. He got Watson involved again. Finally, I mean, Watson was supposed to be the number one when the season started, and that mm-hmm. didn't happen. Didn't really materialize until recently, I suppose. No. So, I mean, were you comfortable with the way he uh, distributed the ball? Uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, he had some. He had some passes that I was like, "Oh man, this is a pick. This is this is where it turns." And there was great touch on the ball. Like I think overall, he played great. Uh, the run game, you know, they're they're bruised up pretty bad in the run game. So, you know, A.J. Dillon gave him all he could. So once that gets, you know, once they get healthy, I think that's going to help that offense immensely. But, no, I think Love played great, made some timely throws. Um, no, I was impressed with him, totally impressed. The wide receivers are young, and they're really starting really starting to show. Yeah. You know, Reed and those guys. Um, Watson, like you said, finally showed up. So it's it's going to be a point where I think towards the towards the end of the season they're going to take that next leap. Right now they're in the hunt for the playoffs. You know it's they're in the hunt. They're in the they made it in the club. They're in the hunt club. They slipped the twenty dollars. They're in. <laughs> so you know it's you know teams have got to take them. You know take them seriously. Their defense is really banged up. So that those guys have got to get healthy. But Loves making the throws, and those guys are playing well. Yeah, they got in the back room. They're just now waiting for the bouncer to let them have a drink and a dance with a uh, pretty young Fang. At this point, they're at the bar waving, trying to get the trying to get the bartender's attention. You know, once you get that guy's attention and you slip him a little extra, the drinks are coming. Drinks are coming. <laughs> we all know about that. Yeah. Um. So with an inconsistent run game, uh, in this game against Detroit, um, normally with a young quarterback, you would. Okay, red flags going off. This is going to be a bad game. But maybe it almost means a little bit extra to still have a very high-quality game despite not having a, a, a consistent balance in the offense. Yeah, I think LaFleur is calling calling the game to his strengths. I don't think they're having him do anything he doesn't know how to do or anything he physically can't do. I think the game is tailored specifically to him, and they're, they're putting him in spots where he, he can perform. Yeah. So – it's just a matter of of whether they can, you know, make the plays. Um, the defense gets healthier. No, but overall, that offense, I think now that team is now Jordan Love's team without a shadow of a doubt. They're starting to take on that identity. They're youthful. Um, I think probably in the offseason you're going to see some changes with the older guys that are there. I think it's time to, you know, kind of move on from some guys. But that team's looking bright. Now, Montgomery got a steady stretch of, of touches, did, did find the end zone. Goff actually had statistically a, a good game. Um, so w- what kind of, uh, I don't want to say lowered expectations, but reality check of sorts do we take out of this 
uh, for the Detroit side. I don't know what happened with Detroit's offensive line. Like, legit, that line is one of the better lines in the league. And Green Bay was able to get to golf all game. He was unsettled, not able to really sit in the pocket. So that, I think, maybe they need to go sit, kind of look at the film and say the only area of the defense that was healthy for Green Bay was the front. And those guys nonstop pressure all day. So those guys have to shore up some things there. But it's one of those games. It's a trap game. Like, you're not, you know, they weren't going to go undefeated, you know. Right. two. There was going to be a game where they probably were going to slip. Right. And, and you know. Fortunately, um, not really comparable to any games, uh, previous games this season. So it looks like a bit of an anomaly as opposed to a consistent issue. So maybe, like you said, it's just a matter of looking at tape, buttoning things up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a situation where if you start to see things the next couple of games where maybe the offensive line isn't holding up, maybe there's some things there that we're not seeing that all of a sudden are going to start to creep up. I feel they need to really work the work Gibbs in the offense more. Yeah. You know, it's got to be a 50-50 split. Unless you're going to make one of these guys your pure number one, and then you, the other second guy takes a seat, gets, you know, 30%, you know, or, you know, specific packages. If this, if these two are going to be the guys, then they need to be in nonstop. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the playoff ramifications of each of these games in, uh, in a bit. But let's run through the other two games. Uh, like we said, not uh, not quite up to snuff as, as this Detroit game. Uh, Dallas, now I guess Washington hung around for a little while. As the game progressed, Dallas just started to run away with it. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, the big the big things to pull out of it, one, I got to chuck out the fact that Tony Pollard finally found the end zone. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, really? It was funny. His backup scored before he did. I'm like, wow, Tony Pollard, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah. You remembered who you played for? You're like, what, like, what was it, you know? And uh, the, the other one being uh, Deron Bland breaking the single-season record. For most interceptions returned for a touchdown, which I I don't know, but just kind of like was missing it in the media talk. I didn't realize he had that many return, and it's uh that's pretty impressive actually. No, it is by Thanksgiving when he wasn't the starter going into the season. <laughs> yeah, right. Wasn't the starter thrown in? Not basically, you know, given the position. Diggs goes down. Here you go, Bland. You're going to be the guy, and he's done more than performed. I believe he's probably better for this team in that position than Diggs is. I think you have to kind of look at it that way because we've talked about Diggs. Great talent, but he's an all-or-nothing guy. He's either going to get the pick or he's going to give up the 60-70 yarder. Um, Bland doesn't do that. He's he's shut down. He he shuts it down. Um, it's either you're not catching it, he's getting a pick, or maybe you're getting two or three yards. He's He's incredible. So all the credit to him. Washington just wasn't ready for this. They were in the backfield. Dallas was, like like you said, Washington hung around for a little bit. But as you got to the third or fourth quarter, you really saw that Dallas defense start to break that offensive line down. And once Micah got in there and got his couple sacks, you knew it was the game was over. You know, it was it was done. It was just it was a formality. Yeah. Uh, how? Um, so there's been a lot of games this year that we've gone over. And we look at them, it's like, okay, a superior team, a significantly inferior team. And it's like, okay, you beat them. You beat them by a lot. You did what you're supposed to do. 
but we can't really. We've we've said this a lot this year. We can't give give you like can't sing your praises so much because you're basically beating a wounded beating a wounded animal. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, how much of this is okay, Dallas? You showed us something versus okay, Dallas. You beat Washington. Good on you. Did what you're supposed to do. Calm down. You still got Philly. You still got Detroit. You still got San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's and that's true. But you know what? Dallas is ha- at least handling that that part one of part two. You're beating the teams you're supposed to. Now you're getting now you're getting to that part of the season where the big teams are going to come in. You got to beat them because right now it's play it's playoff seeding time. You know, uh, I don't. Right now, if you're looking at it, yeah, Philly's number one, and then it's a hodgepodge in the NFC. A couple teams. If Dallas, if Dallas wants that number one seed, if they feel that's their best way to, you know, make it to the Super Bowl, then they're gonna have to beat, you know, San Fran. They're gonna have to beat the Lions. They're gonna have to beat the Eagles. Like this is this is the real time now. So now it's tightening things up. You know, doing the things you're supposed to do, and we're gonna see what happens. Tony Pollard has to show up. He really does. It was great that he showed up today, but when he's playing these big teams, is he gonna be there? Yeah. Is he going to be part of the offense, or is it going to be Dak trying to throw it to everybody? You know, and, and mind you, still a game and a half behind Philly, so there's still a bit of an upward battle to to, uh, to yeah. Here. At this point, they can't worry about Philly; they got to worry about themselves. This is the point in the season where teams have to say, you know what, we can control what we can control. Everybody else is going to do what they could do. If you've got yourself in a bad situation, nothing you can do about it. You've got to say, all right, well, we've got to dig ourselves out of it and hope those other teams falter. If you're the other teams that have set yourself up nicely for a stretch run, you got to keep it going and stay consistent. So I think Dallas needs to continue to do what they do, um, build on it, get Pollard in the offense, get him, you know, really in tune with it. And they could be a dangerous team. They they are a legit team. And of course, the third game for Thanksgiving is another divisional clash uh, out west. And um, this one, this one got out of hand a bit early. I mean, it it, it took all. It actually it, it took longer than I thought it would to get out of hand, but nonetheless, it did. McCaffrey went over 100 yards before over 100 all-purpose yards before halftime. Um, and Debo was very consistent in in in, in this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, even Kittle was getting some targets. Even Ayuk was getting some targets. Even though the def- even though Witherspoon was kind of uh, on him like kind of gravy on potatoes, the coin that's mm-hmm. uh, a uh, Thanksgiving comparison. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I don't know what we expected out of Seattle. That's what Geno's banged up last week. Uh, Kenny Walker missed the game. Like this, this, this could have been the output, even if everyone was healthy. Let alone without. You know, without your best player and your quarterback significantly hurt. <laughs> I think it would have been closer for sure if everybody was healthy. But yeah, you you're walking in there wounded, and the Niners are coming off a solid game against the Bucks. Like you, you, you just don't match up well with the Niners. The Niners are starting to catch that rhythm. Uh, Purdy's back healthy now. You know, Debo's back and healthy. So now I think what Shanahan's going to do is start tailoring that offense. And you're gonna see these guys really start to shine. Yeah. Um. So speaking of getting in rhythm, uh, that is completely true. But now off of blown out Jacksonville, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but probably getting a little bit more of a fight from camp than they expected, but still being in command of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and now this Seattle performance, the performance mm-hmm. against Seattle, uh, are they are they have they completely eradicated the memories from your brain of their struggles early in earlier in the season? Not that long ago. Well, yeah, you well, you've got to say they've they've bounced back. You know, three game skid, bouncing back, three game, you know, three three victories. So they have they have the ability to say, okay, you know what, we have this stretch, let's turn the page and. You'd be you'd be really remiss to say, all right, this team's struggling. Like they're they're pumping on all cylinders. You know, McCaffrey is doing McCaffrey things. Debo's doing what he's doing. Like you said, Kittle's getting in the offense. I think this offense is definitely more dangerous when Kittle's getting touches. Right. I think when they get away from Kittle, I think even though they have Ayuk and all those guys, I think you need Kittle to get touches because I think it just keeps that deep, the defense even more honest. So, right now, and their defense is, is getting better. You know, they've got some injuries in secondary, but they've got guys stepping up. That front, you know, front four, front five are dangerous. Right now, like we sit there and we rank them, and right now, after today, they you, you could put them in the three spot. Yeah. You could say that they're better than Detroit. Oh, so you say Dallas is better than them right now? I I kind of want to, yeah. you know. I, I you know, and yeah, we've said who Dallas has played and all that. But if you're looking at what they've done, the Dallas defense is is starting starting to really peak. Um, uh, it's it's gonna be a dogfight. Whoever sur- once the playoffs hit, it's gonna be whoever whoever survives. Like Philly is still the team to beat, but. The gap is the gap is closing. Um, so who who do you think is a more pivotal part of that offense? Is it McCaffrey? Is it Debo? Like which which one's the gear that really makes the machine turn? It's McCaffrey. I really do. You know, Debo is great. He can you know play. You know, he can be your running back. He can. He's he's you know got all these parts. You can put them around everywhere. But teams, when they look at the Niners, the first person they the first person they talk about is McCafferty, you know, and no one's been able to stop him. Like if you watch this game, like three or four guys on him, he's spinning into the end zone. No one can stop him. He does it all. He he's receiving, running, like he can do it all. You look at him and you're like, okay, he's not one of the quicker backs in the league, but he's able to do everything. He's the best. He does. He doesn't do one thing better than anybody. He's not the EST at one particular thing, yeah. but he's the best. So McCaffrey is what makes this makes this team go. Because if McCaffrey's out for a long time and you try to throw Debo in that position, he's going to get hurt. He's not built for that. And then at that point, you're out two guys. You just can't. They can't run that offense that way. McCaffrey is the guy. Um. So let's uh, spin this into a playoff discussion for the rest okay. of our, for the rest of our show. And ironically enough, well, four of the six teams playing on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. were all all current were all currently sitting in the playoffs. I guess still technically are. Um, mm-hmm. And one and the fifth of which, sorry, Washington, <laughs> the fifth of which has now gotten themselves, as you uh, alluded to earlier, 
gotten them within sniffing distance. And, you know, for the last couple of weeks, we've said like, okay, the NFC playoff picture is kind of starting to firm up a bit. But mm-hmm. now on the heels of Minnesota losing last week, uh, Seattle not doing so hot, and Green Bay off this victory, they are right in the thick of things. And, you know, barring what happens this week uh, with with our game between Tampa mm-hmm. and Indy, with uh, the uh, Atlanta and New Orleans, uh, of course, the loser, that's probably falling fall out of that, so barring a tie. But mm-hmm. it's starting to look a little bit more – I don't want to discount the Rams, but – <laughs> they're mm-hmm. they're kind of thin ice, so it's it's looking a little bit more dicey. And like, how did the Packers kind of work their way back in? How or not? How did? How do they work their way back into this uh, wild card picture with Seattle, with Minnesota? Obviously, obviously not catching Dallas, but whatever. <laughs> right. Basically, you know, shooting for the seven, possibly the six seed. Basically, what they've got, they just got to win. They've got to get healthy at the running back position. Uh, in the secondary, they've got to get healthy. Jair Alexander's got to get back. He's, you know, he's a pivotal part of that defense. And they just have to continue to, to play how they know. They can't try to do too much. They can't do what Detroit did today and let's go for fourth down five times and, you know, <laughs> only do it, you know, only get one. Like, you don't deviate from what's getting you to the dance or getting, getting you into the room. You don't do it. So I think LaFleur is going to continue to build that offense to the strengths that they have and just see what happens. You know, I don't, I don't know if they're going to make it. It's going to be one of those things where it's, you know, last game or two of the season may tell the tale, but from what they're doing now, they've got, you know, they've got as good a shot as anyone. Their schedule coming up or not coming up for the remainder of the season is some somewhat favorable. Uh, next week's tough. They got the chiefs on Sunday night football, but it's at home. And it's a long, it's a bit of a longer week, so they have all that extra time to prepare. And then they have the Giants, Tampa, which is kind of a toss-up, Carolina, mm-hmm. Minnesota, who you know has been good lately, but you know had that kind of uh, bottoming out against Denver. And then they close the season against the Bears. So it's 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 really not the worst type of schedule to finish out if some if they get some help from other teams. Well, no, of course. And, you know, when you're, you know, four and six and, you know, you need help from other teams, it's that's tough. That's why I said, you know, you have to block out the noise. You can't worry about what everybody else does. At this point, you're taking it one game at a time and you, you got to. And, you know, yeah, the, the schedule isn't tough, but in, but the teams in that schedule are almost in the same boat. So they're doing the same thing. So it's. The names may not be daunting, but the situations for those teams are just as daunting. So it's almost like having like the, the toughest schedule in the league because every week you're except for let's say the Giants, you know, you're facing a team that's that's trying to get in the playoffs, has a chance, whether how slim it is. There's teams that are in your situation that, you know, are saying, you know, we we need to beat this team too. So it's going to be interesting. You know, of course, they're going to need other teams to help them out, but they can't worry about that. They just got to take it a game at a time. Like, they can't lose to the Giants. No. That game, they can't. That's like the biggest trap game there is. Now, mind you, got to give the Giants credit. Their defense has played well. You know, it's kept them in the games, you know. And my man, Tommy DeVito there, you know, illegitimate, you know, nephew of Danny DeVito. I don't know if they're related. I just like saying that. 
you know, who knows if he, let's say he catches hot, you know, let's say they go on that weird, the Giants go on that weird mini run like they did last year, not to make the playoffs, but to be respectable. Green Bay could be a victim of that. Yeah. So Green Bay needs to focus on each game and getting healthy. And yeah, they've got a shot. Don't lose the Giants, don't lose to Carolina. Seems pretty easy on paper. <laughs> um, well, you never know. You know, Bryce Young might all of a sudden wake up and throw for four tutties, 385 yards, and all of a sudden Green Bay sitting there going, what happened? Yeah, well, I, let's just say I hope not, because then the season ticket price will go up a lot. <laughs> no, it won't. No, it won't, man. It won't. You're, you're good. You're good. Don't worry. You'll be all right. Um, let's look at the other side of that game, the impact. Mm -hmm. uh, that's Detroit. Now, they could have won Thursday. Um, mm -hmm. And... That would have brought them to nine and two. They would have been a half game behind Philly, barring the outcome of Philly game against Buffalo. I mean, we don't have to spend too much time on that, but I mean, we, we know what we think of Buffalo. So the odds of that, of them losing, are probably not great. Right. <laughs> um, but how does them losing actually set them up? It, it really brings them back to the pack with uh, San Francisco and, in theory, with Dallas if Philadelphia kind of comes back to the pack as well. Yeah, you know, they, this was a game where they probably really could have given themselves some distance. But, you know, this was the trap game, and they fell for the trap, like I said. You know, they really played – the play calling was uncharacteristic of what the Lions have been. You know, there's no need like – like we've said, no reason to go for it on fourth down as many times as they did. I think, you know, they should have taken their points like when they should have, and this game may have turned out different. What you do is you lick your wounds. You say, okay, that's this isn't the play calling that we're best at. We're not going to do that. Let's get back to Lions football, and you move on. Um, now, Dallas Dallas is actually in a unique position because, of course, Philly's been part of the expression flying high this season. And mm -hmm. uh, so Dallas can play as well as they want, but they're in enough of a hole. Granted, not mm -hmm. that much hole, but enough of a hole that mm -hmm. they could win out and it won't matter if Philly doesn't sell right. out. So they they could just be locked into that five seed, um, but just comparing the two schedules, they get they get Seattle, they get the chance to rematch against the Eagles, they mm -hmm. get Buffalo, they get Miami, they get Detroit, they get Washington. They almost like, kind of go back and forth a little bit. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, obviously the the toughest back to back is probably the Dolphins and Detroit, but mm -hmm. if they could split with the Eagles and take care of business everywhere else. Um, that probably sets them up pretty well to maybe make a run back to the division because Philly has Buffalo this week, obviously. It doesn't necessarily need to be said again, but one of our favorite punching bags. Uh, <laughs> then they get the Niners the week after, so that's gonna be difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh followed up with that with that with that game against the Cowboys. Then they get Seattle, the Giants, Arizona, the Giants again. So they have a little bit of an easier schedule. But if they can get that win against Philly and come up big with wins over Detroit and Miami and, you know, kind of be the biggest 49ers fans, I know that's hard for Dallas fans to do in their history, but if, if, if Niners could pull that one off, that could bring Dallas and Philly back to level playing field for the division. Yeah, but you're – Dallas' schedule, from what you know, you know what you just read, 
not really that much different than than the Eagles. Like you got to go, you got to play in Miami. You know, I'd say it's harder. Got, it's definitely harder than Phillies. Yeah, and yeah, this is going to be the proving ground. Like they've got a. I don't know, because here's the thing. We've we've talked about the Cowboys. You know, you beat the teams you're supposed to. Now we're going to really see if the Cowboys have grown up. Like, this is the stretch where it's like, okay, are you going to be the five? Can maybe you sneak up to the four or three? Or are you guys going to choke out? You know, is Dak going to choke out all of a sudden? And next thing you know, they, they barely hang on to the six seed. Yeah. You know, they have to. For, I think for them, they need to win. They definitely need to beat Miami. They got to beat Detroit. Like they got to beat Detroit. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, and yeah, it would be great to beat the Eagles. Like it would. I think they, I, they've got the talent to do it. It's just whether they do it. Dallas is built to win. It's just whether they do it. Yeah. Well, and like, if, I mean, if they lose to Philly, that's a sweep. So it really doesn't matter what they do with the other. They could win out every other game and they lose, yeah. if they lose a tiebreaker. I don't think Dallas should try to concentrate on the one seed. I think they just need to work on their team and just win the games as they come. I, I think once you start looking ahead, well, if we do this, we do that, this and that, the one right. seed is ours. Like, And Dallas can't do that. Right. So kind Dallas of like don't, e- don't even put that in your brain. Forget – consider the division clinched. It, if, if, it yep. ha- if it happens, it happens. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, if you can, you know, get the – you know, get a game at a time and if three or four games – you know, from now, you're like, okay, half a game, we've got a shot. Okay, thanks for having that conversation. But right now, they've just got to continue to work on getting Pollard in the offense, making uh-huh. sure Dak continues not to make stupid throws, <laughs> and just go from there. Like, yeah. that's what they need to do. Um, and, of course, the third one is the Niners, who are now deadlocked with Detroit, uh, technically deadlocked with Dallas, despite the, you know, whole division seating thing. Um mm-hmm. And they and there will be a game and a half, barring the outcome of the Buffalo game, back of Philly, um, with uh, with that matchup between the two uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, and they get mm-hmm. uh, that's actually their next game, and then the then they have Seattle again, mm-hmm. the Cardinals, the Ravens, Washington, and the Rams. So outside of Baltimore, there's really not a lot to sink your teeth into that schedule. The Niners could run the table here. They very well could. Um, so I think for them, they're just they need to have that same mindset. We're not looking to, we're not looking at the number one seed game at a time. Let's, you know, get this offense, you know, on point where we're not depending on just one guy, you know, making sure the defense stays healthy now. So I think with their coaching and stuff, they know that their window is now. This is this is the time now. If they're going to win a Super Bowl. It's got to be now. So I think they're going to – they've been coached well. They've been in this situation before. They're just going to take it one game at a time. And wherever the chips fall, wherever their seating is, they're just going to handle it that way. You've said that before. So you think that it's hot seat city if they don't uh, win the Super Bowl. Not even just get there. they got to win this year. Yeah, I think I think the seat starts to get warm. Like, let's be realistic. They've they've been the f- favorite in the NFC, you know, for the last couple of years. You know, Philly's caught on and such, but they've been one of the favorites. These guys aren't getting any younger. Like, they're in their prime now. 
you know, you signed, you got your contracts done and stuff. You've got guys locked up. If they can't get this done in the next couple of years, it's going to be a failure in San Fran. Like you have to call it a failure. You can't be like, wow, wow, you guys were great. You were a great perennial playoff team. You were supposed to go to this, win the Super Bowl and you never did. But, you know, hey, yeah, you're great. Like that's not what it's about. You're, you are built to win the Super Bowl. When the preseasons come out, everyone's like Super Bowl picks. 49ers, you know, they're one of the teams. You have the talent. If you can't do it, then there's a problem. Because after a while, the voice of the coach starts to go stale. Yeah. <laughs> stale. Almost sounds like a certain other coach's name that did not play on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Don't know who you'd be talking about. Oh, I know. I know. We could go on. We could go on all night if we start <laughs> to open up that Pandora's box. <laughs> oh, Yeah. But we won't. We've got a full show on Sunday. And like always, catch that show on Sunday, premiering at 8 a.m. Eastern on YouTube, on Rumble, and uh, our audio sidecar show. We've got, we've squeezed in a couple extra ones this week that uh, drops on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Bucks McGee, it's been a busy week, our busiest week of the season so far, sir. Take us off there. I know. It's crazy. It feels like I'm on. It feels like we're on every day. You know, now I know how the big guys feel, you know? So everyone hope you guys had a happy turkey day hope your teams won if they didn't eh, there's always next week if so good luck uh lions don't go for it on fourth down more than once it's not your forte let's just keep it keep it simple that's how you guys win nutmeg's been an honor and pleasure as always hope your turkey day was special i'll see you soon